Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. Did you know that there is an early and ad-free version of the Sunranto Show that you could get if you'd only become a Patreon subscriber at Patreon.com slash Sunranto? Uh, here's what you get. You get extra content like our post-show discussions on the Green Room app that we record and then put out to you uh, in the podcast form. That comes out days earlier than this feed. So you get your own RSS feed. Plus, you get access to all our show notes and all the materials that we use during the show, such as screenshots and uh, quotes and photographs and all sorts of things like that. Uh, you get that sent right to your inbox through Patreon, and uh, you get an RSS feed through Patreon. Patreon, which I put out e- either that night of the sh- that we do the show or the very next morning, so you never really miss anything that we said uh, in a timely, very timely manner. Um, you get our show notes, which throughout the season, uh, they've got the pitching matchups, a lot of great info about uh, what's going on with the Cubs' opposition during that series. Uh, plus, you get access to the Sunranto Super Ranters page and our Discord page. That comes with a Patreon subscription. At the $5 level, you get all of my Cubs music and HQ downloads sent right to your RSS feed. At 12 bucks, you get the Ranter calendar and your name gets shown as a super ranter at the end of our live broadcasts. Uh, plus, uh, 10% a month of all the money we get through Patreon goes right to the Lost Boys program where we help kids in Chicago play baseball and we build community here in our awesome city. Finally, if you'd buy each of us a beer at Wrigley Field, like per year, each one of us, that's basically subscribing at the $3 a month level. Okay, so at least do that, you know. Uh, you can even subscribe for as little as a dollar and just get almost all the things I was talking about before, like the RSS feed and the access to the show notes. I mean, it's just a dollar. Dollar, three dollars, five dollars, whatever you can afford. Give it to us because we deserve it. It's the right thing to do. You know, we we spend a lot of time just learning about the Cubs, watching this horrible team so we can come and bring it to you and, uh, hey, have a good time with you. So uh, dollar a month, $3 a month, $5 a month, patreon.com slash sunranto. And you'll never have to hear me say anything like this again. It'll just be straight show, beginning, middle, end, all show, no ads, no begging. Come on, do it. The link to subscribe is in the podcast notes of this episode. Click on it. Subscribe. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Do it. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Now. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old self beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto. With Michael. 
Sunretto. And Crawley. Sunretto and the lovable loser. Sunretto. With Michael. Sunretto. And Crawley. Sunretto and the lovable losers. Sunretto. Hey now, hey, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. I'm Danny Rocket, and the Sun Ranto Show is, of course, brought to you by our 105 Patreon supporters. If you are not a Patreon supporter, you're dumb. And uh, but you can do it at uh, patreon.com slash sunrento. Become one. Yeah, that means we got an, uh, we got one since the last show. We had 104 last week. That's oh, maybe great. I, maybe I misspoke. I, thought, <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up out of the blue. Come on, man. We we're trying to get to 108 here. Exactly. We need to get 108, and then uh, then we'll win the World Series. As I understand that's how that goes down. Uh, and also, once again, because it's been so much fun, we're going to do a chance for a chance. Uh, look at this one. I got a Frank Chance postcard. All you have to do is type into the chat, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, wherever you're watching, and you type in hashtag chance and whatever else you want. Where are you getting all these postcard oh, what, what did you like to know <laughs> no 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 i i know where to get these and no one else does and it's nowhere you would normally think you would get them his underwear drawer no i, no, I <laughs> right right next to the playboys once i'm out and they're and they're out of them then i'll tell you my secret where i got them this entire time but it's nowhere you would think mysterious um, but so, uh, yeah, type chance in and we're going to give away uh, me writing you a postcard at the end of the broadcast today. And um, also, congrats, I want to say congratulations. I had a nice conversation with last week's winner on Facebook. Uh, Jerry's a new tig who I believe, given his last name, is a maker of fine confections or chocolate bars. It seems doesn't he seem like a, a the Zanutig bar? Isn't that yeah, the, that, that? Yeah, I'm with you. It's like Zagnut, like, but all like twitched around. But he won last week. He's Canadian. And uh, he won, so I had to put extra postage on that postcard. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Oh. The second weekend, I'm putting like four stamps on a postcard. I can't even write anything. Uh, Is that because no they room. test it for COVID on the way through? Like, it just takes extra processing? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Half of it goes to the Mounties, I think. So uh, I, I don't know how it works, but I wasn't the only one who had an exciting weekend. Uh, Crawley, you had the weekend of your life. First, you go down. Well, tell us about your weekend. Friday, you go to the big expo. You meet a bunch of Cubs. Saturday, you meet Frank Schwindel and Coombe Dog. You got to tell us all about it. I know you got pictures. You got stories. Oh, you went to Coombe's Corner? No, he did not. No, he I did not. He took but I will tell corner. you, it <laughs> it wasn't on a Friday, actually, but it was everything was on a Saturday. So imagine it was all uh, one day. All this, it was all one day. So I drove all the way down because I'm an autograph hound to uh, Hoopston, which is about uh, 30 Oops. miles north of Champaign, Urbana. And there was Pedro Strope and Frank Swindell. And I'm like, hey, Frank, how you doing? So I'm down there. And I talked to Stropey a little bit, too. Um, but, uh, you know, those guys were, everyone was cool about it. And it's just like, like I said, this guy's built this awesome store kind of just in the middle of nowhere and he gets these people to come out. It's built a good enough reputation. And so I, I saw Frank in line and I'm like, yo, Frank, uh, you know, Patrick wisdom stayed till one thirty AM club 400. What are you doing? And he kind of said, Wait. Oh shit. 
<laughs> Hold on, wait a second. You said you saw Frank in line. Was Frank waiting Frank for Schwindel. Strope's autograph? No, so I'm in line, and there's the two guys sitting there. There's uh, Schwindel first and then Strope. So I was just doing some smack talking of uh, – Little smack talk. That's all. Just telling them, hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of be there. But um, what ends up invited, happening then? You invited Stropy to Club Four Hundred, but I did. He, he, and, and actually, it's funny because um, Julian Martinez. Yeah, Julian Martinez is uh, Sammy's uh, batting coach, and I was asked if I could give uh, Julian Martinez's number to Pedro. So I said, you know, Pedro. Uh, Julian's going to be at the party tonight. Here's his number. Give him a call and you're welcome to come by. And then he started being like, well, what's your number? And I'm like, oh, okay. So I gave him my number, but he dude, never came Pedro by. Strope asked you out? I, dude, I felt so bad for all, those, all, all, the, all the girls I never called back in my lifetime because I'm like, why won't he call me? Why won't he call me? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he never called me. It was kind of a little uh, disappointing. But, uh, Wait, hey, the party was a blast, though. But he didn't give you his phone number. You no. just gave him yours. Yeah. I didn't yes. give him mine. He asked for mine. Yeah. You I just gave him my number. You should have yeah. been like, you should have been like, text me so I have yours. It'd be like, cool. Boom, 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 right then and there. And that it would happen, be pulling him right now. It happened so quick. It just kind of was out of there. But, uh, you know, next thing you know, I, you know, now That's I'm driving two hours <laughs> back north in the unplowed uh, roads of rural Illinois to go uh, to the Coomer Swindell thing. So Coomer came first and Coomer is just absolutely <laughs> every bit <laughs> as uh, fun as you would think he would be great guy. And so we actually had two Q and a sessions. Uh, Stuart was interviewing uh, Ron Coomer. And, and I mean, you just knew the guy was a perfect fit for club 400, just oh, yeah. funny outgoing, a uh, lot of great stories about his time in the major leagues, how much, you know, he loved playing for the Cubs. He only played a short time for them one season. Um, but it was an interesting season nonetheless. Um, but it, it was a lot of, we actually had three Q and A's because Julian Martinez did a little one too. Um, but it was absolutely a blast and, uh, we were talking to him and then Frank Schwindel came and, uh, Captain Cubbo couldn't make it. But if you know Captain Cubbo, I don't know if he's watching tonight, but he always comes up with these kind of, he reminds me of Danny. Like a lot of people get like certain things signed. But, uh, like, you know, like Danny, like, had, like, Carl Edwards sign a can of string beans or Andre Dawson with a death certificate. Uh, it's right behind me. Right there. Captain Cubbo makes a lot of his own stuff. And so he gets – he makes – he's very crafty. Like, his old outfit he made and – or, you know, and so he gets Frank to sign this. So I went upstairs he, and got it signed that? for them. He, he made, made this that? right here. This little tank with the hat – with like a Frank Schwindel with like a W thing, and the and the tank makes noise and does all this shit. So I had him. We we need to talk to Captain Cubbo and explain how he can turn that tank into an NFT, and then it'll actually be worth something. <laughs> exactly. But but uh, that was there, and it was absolutely uh, uh, you know it was fun. And Frank was such a good sport about it too. Uh, he has a one year old. And so they haven't gotten out much, and they were like, yeah, we're not doing 130. <laughs> but he was definitely cool, and then again, telling stories. And he's just a good-natured guy, you know what I mean? And when you talk about some of these guys that are just getting their shot, they're happy to get it. So a lot of times when we've had these guys like Rizzo and, Schwar and Schwarber and Zobris come out, you know, they're big guys, and they're kind of very careful about, you know, what they do and what they say and stuff like that. But like Schwindel and Wisdom, they're just soaking it up. And so they're really fun to have out there, man, because they know that this is – it might be there less than 15 minutes, 
Take they, it all in, absorb it, enjoy it. Absolutely. They rode the bus for 10 years. You know, they've been in the minors. They've been they've been totally, you know, sloshing it down there. And then they get all these Cub fans cheering in their face. Dude, these guys have never had this, even in the minors, because that's not how the fans act down there. And no. we know Cubs fans, these guys are going to be on the circuit for the rest of their lives oh, if yeah. they want. You know, right. like, they will always show up. It'll be... You know, uh, rookie home run leader, Patrick Wisdom, and, you know, They'll Frank the Tank Schwindel. Like, this just people are just going to be nuts for these guys for the rest of their lives if for they two want. Two years. I mean, look at Baker. Baker played one year. And, and, you know, I mean, well, he was the coach for all that time, too. But, uh, but speaking still, of like, phone numbers, I actually have John Baker's phone number, and he has mine. He has never texted me, and I have never texted him. <laughs> so I don't know if it actually uh, works. Let's, As let's you know, our, our good friend uh, John Benedict was there and uh, Bill Watts from Fly the Wood who made uh, this sign that you could see over my shoulder. So just Club 400 regulars there. But somebody new who did give me his number and who I did call is Miguel Esparza. If you oh, don't really know Miguel, he, 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 he is the voice of the Blackhawks, the Bulls, the Bears, oh. and the Cubs. So he does it, all of those in Spanish. If you don't know him, you actually do. You just didn't realize it. Yeah. And so he's the uh, voice of Miguel on Twitter. He is absolutely the nicest guy. He's at the Blackhawks game, and he sends me a message like, hey, do you think I can come to Club 400? And uh, I'll be coming kind of late. I'm like, don't worry, dude. We'll stay up for you. Don't worry. Because we're, we're definitely there. He gets there, and so we kind of got to show him the cave a little bit. And the coolest thing is that he's – in case you didn't know this, he did a video with Josh, the other organist. Uh, and he is a phenomenal Elvis impersonator. Yeah. Dead like on. And so he did an Elvis song because we were doing karaoke by the time he came there. He does this Elvis song that's absolutely not. I can't remember which one. That's out of the park. So then I, I, I didn't tell anyone. You know how you slip the guy a, 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 a suggestion for a song. I give the DJ a song. I, and I made John Benedict and uh, Miguel sing. Uh, Suspicious Minds by Elvis. <laughs> it was we absolutely can't go together. Oh, it was so good, dude. It was amazing. Um, and so, uh, Tengo una, una idea para tú y yo y Miguel y Miguel uh, y, y yo uh, hablamos como esto en Twitter sobre un, un show uh, donde uh, nosotros hablamos todo sobre los cachorros en español para practicar español. Sí, sí podemos hacer eso. Sí, podemos hacer y, y él, él quiere hacer eso también. Yeah, todos so, vamos, vamos los a ver. niveles. Sí, sí, necesitamos juntos con Miguel. Uh, necesito practicar como esto. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and we in were, case we were making fun of Michael the whole time, he didn't even know because it was in Spanish. Ah. <laughs> oh, I know. I you you guys are slow enough that I can't actually pick out what what you are saying in general. <laughs> And so, again, you know, Club 400, the only place you could say that you do shots with Frank the Tank. So, absolutely, uh, I woke up, I forget at what time, I don't know what time I woke up, I, was, I say to Stu's, and then... Uh, How many times have you said that in your life? Yeah, um, and then, uh, and then uh, basically what ends up happening is uh, I fall back asleep, I wake up, it's 1 p.m. Oh, my I'm God. Like, oh, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. We, we thought it out pretty good. So it was uh, Club 400 at its finest. 
That's awesome. I really wish I could have gone, man. It was just not the weekend for me to be able to do something like that. But man, I I was I had I don't get FOMO much because I'm usually there, you know. And if I'm not there, it's usually because I'm like, ah, fuck it, I don't want to go. But uh, this one I had FOMO for. I really did. You guys, and I mean, it was just a who's who of people I wanted to really hang out with, like Miguel. And man, that's just rough. Coom Dog and Frank. Oh, it was Coom Dog. Oh, man. Well, we got to go to Coom's Corner. We have to make that trip. I mean, it's just it's he, the dude, he, the world. he already told us. He said, uh, dual podcast. We're doing it there. He's already talking about like getting a bus and do like getting on the bus after a game and heading to Coom's Corner. Oh, in yeah, man. Reach your bum band goes out there in, in our giant Bears bus that we took to Milwaukee. There you go. We'll play at Coombs Corner. He's Dude, talking He's talking about getting a tent out there and shit. I'm like, okay, Coombs already on board. Yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful. Um, so, all right, let's 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 talk a little bit about what's going on with the, with the sports ball that we all love. And Wait, uh, there's something going on? Well, they, I, I, they I, I just thought it was just nothing. No, they had a meeting. Remember, they they met for an hour and they had very un, unserious things to, to share with each other because it was the same old crap. And uh, but, Carl, you brought to our attention today about the Ken Rosenthal athletic piece. And I thought it, I, I mean, I thought it was very well written, very well thought out. And I was really interested to read it after what just recently happened with him, you know, being let go from the MLB network based upon his criticism of Manfred, but I thought he was just even handed with this and like took the bird's eye view on it. And um, I don't know. But it, was, a- it was disappointing. I expected F bombs and, you know, hashtag oh, Rob oh. Manfred hates baseball, all that shit. Like I thought he was coming full on rancher, but no, he was uh, a goddamn <laughs> professional. Like we all knew he was and Rob Manfred fired him anyway. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 how they fire him, he's just, you know what, like you said, he could easily just sat there and ripped, the, you know, the owners and, and Manfred, but he took, a, he took a practical approach. He was honest about things. And again, honest to the point that I'm sure Manfred doesn't like the article, which makes me like it. Um, but it does talk about how there's, you know, he's trying to be honest with, with, with everybody that there's been eight work stoppages from 1972 to 1995. Think about that. Eight work stoppages. And um, obviously the last one in 95. Um, and you just don't want to lose another year. We've talked about it on this show numerous times. You cannot lose another year. And similar to what we talked about, he kind of lays out how the players have been pissed off since 2016 November because after the Cubs won the World Series, nothing was ever enjoyable again. And the players were upset because they got absolutely pantsed in the last CBA and the owners were happy because they got the advantage for the first time in 40 years because the MLB union has been pretty strong. But at this point, you cannot sit there if you're the players and expect everything to get overturned that you fucked up on last time. And if you're the owners, you can't allow the sport to be destroyed. You have to be somewhat reasonable on this situation. Um, Rule changes. Everybody knows they have to happen, but that has nothing to do with this contract. Okay. But uh, some of the points that he makes is that player salaries are down 4% compared to 2019, which is last full season, and the lowest since 2015. But the difference between now and, say, 1995 is two things have changed. The owners used to be able to control the narrative because there was no social media in 1995, okay? Yeah, it was, other, it was rich people reporting on rich people. Rich people, yeah. Uh, yeah, Against so. Against the poor. I mean, yeah, well, what's his name? Mike Piazza like, went on Baywatch just to, like, make money. Right. And so it completely changes the narrative when the players can do things like make the shadow silhouettes in solidarity. The other thing that's changed is tanking. Okay. 
And so it used to be like, oh, okay, you're putting the best product out there. Everyone's going to put the best product out there and compete. And since, you know, you can't say that anymore, okay? I mean, even the Cubs used to try to fake it. You know what I mean? Sign some guy for a big contract. But, like, now it's like, yeah, we're not even trying. Like, you can't even say the Pittsburgh Pirates no, they tried. Tell the you, they years. tell you we are going to lose 100 games for three years straight. We're going to get these draft picks, and then we're going to win the World Series in three more years. That's what they all say when they do this. And they, it's like, and fans are just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's what you do. But the players hate it, you know? And it, it just – it if teams aren't competing, then you don't have teams going for the big free agents. You have like, you know, a third of, which is 10 teams out of 30, not involved in going after free agents. And that's a problem. And it just makes for shitty baseball. Uncompetitive games. Now what, what Rosenthal said is that the union might as well just give up. There's no way the owners are granting earlier free agency at all. That's just not, you know, the seven years that we talked the six versus seven with Chris Bryant, not going to happen. But what he thinks that the union should focus on is higher minimum salaries. Baseball's workforce is 65% minimum salary players. Okay. And they have the lowest minimum salary out of any professional sports. League. Yeah. He talked about adjustments to the draft to include a lottery and extra picks for teams that reach a certain level of performance. So rather than you getting the best pick, you know, because you sucked, how about having extra picks for teams that did really well? He talked about uh, an increase in percentage of players with two years uh, plus uh, years of service time who become eligible for arbitration and a minimum spending threshold, which has been talked a lot, but that's something that the players well, really got to insist on. And that's got to be the, the where the players – and well, first of all, the owners have already kind of floated the idea that they would be willing to do the minimum spending thing, but it's going to come with like that stupid luxury tax, fake uh, salary cap situation. Yeah. Because you know, I read today like Reinsdorf. I, this might have been in that article or another article. Reinsdorf really wanted that salary cap, and he didn't get it because these owners they want more. Like they would love to go to this, be like, "Oh, the players make too much. We deserve more money because we're the ones." I mean, Ricketts like spends more money on a plaque to honor himself on the front and back of Wrigley Field than he does on like you know probably uh, the salary of you know his lowest paid front office person. You know, well, it's just like he that was care. that was something that Ken wrote up in the article, and we've talked about too. Is the you know for Manfred, it's a minefield everywhere he looks because you have the owners. The, who he has, who pay his salary, basically, who make sure that he has a job. He has the players who you don't have a league without, the fans who everything is riding on. And then within those owners, you have the large owners versus the, quote, small, uh, small market owners, that's, and he has to deal with all that. And that's interesting. That, that is the thing that we – the stone that I don't think we've un- – like uh, turned over on this show too much is when you I think we've talked about it a lot because we've talked about the damage that Reinsdorf has inflicted and in that was the 95 um uh work stoppage and it's it's the reason that the Cubs can't get uh their own like marquee network that goes to everybody it's a big deal so they've had he's had an Black an guys. enormous influence over yeah. anything and yeah. so the question here that Rosenthal asks is will the players hold because in 2020 the players earned only 30% of their full season salary. So imagine if for one year you lost 60 to 70% of your earnings for the year. That's well, brutal. It, it is. But uh, I think this is another difference between now and 95 is that uh, 
I mean, these players are making some more money than they were then. I mean, 95, you were talking big contracts were like 10 million, $12 million. You know what I mean? And now we're talking 10 times that for the top guys. Uh, The lower guys aren't making 10 times what they were then, but they are making more. And people are smarter now about that, especially players. Because remember all the guys in the 80s who like, got out of baseball and they were like destitute and homeless and and, they're opening a bar, like in their hometown, you know, selling off their world series rings, all that shit. That's the kind of story you heard in late eighties, early nineties. And now you don't hear that stuff because, well, I think it's true. Even if they're not making a ton, they are better with their money. There is financial support, and I also think that you're dealing with a different generation of humans, which has a, 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 a greater sense of what of fairness and a greater sense of, of uh, maybe social responsibility to those who are going to come behind them. They know they got pants in the last CBA, and I could see them holding maybe not on the – six years versus five years free agency thing, but they may hold on a minimum salary. I mean, I think that's each guy should make a million, right? They can afford it. No doubt about it. I I was doing the the math on $10 beers, for example. And I was like, Oh, that's not, that's like two games worth of beers (laughs) to pay one guy for the whole year, like for a million bucks, like you, they can do it. Okay. So it's like, you know, all this stuff can happen. The, I, I think the thing that they need to hold out on, uh, I think the most, is the age thing. If they can get something done where you don't have – where Frank Schwindel's not got like four more service years of time when he, until he's 35, he's never going to get a contract that's really going to change his, the rest of his life. After putting in all this time, you know, and he's still not even going to be like – probably he won't even get the player pension because he didn't get enough time. You know what I mean? Um, so it's like – these are real life issues for these guys. Yeah, you have, to have, be you have to have 10 years. You have to have a full yeah. 10 years of, of games. So, it, and it's not even like, oh, I started well in the union 10 years ago, but they're like, yeah, but if you didn't get the full season, then you got to go the next season up to the there's game. There's going to be they support, need. but like at what point, like you could say, are, can the players hold? I kind of hope they do. Like, everybody I hope work. they come up with their whole different league. I want the National Players League, which barnstorm. Just go out there. You, you know, some of them will. Some of them will. If this thing lasts, and the owners really dig in, and then and then once the lines are drawn, because it's happened before, then we get a we get a Puerto Rico team, we get like a Mexico City team. You know, they just stay in the south and they can play, gonna play all year long. First of all, they got to stay game shape ready. They got to stay game shape ready. So that and the and without any support from the major leagues, they're going to go do other things. I don't know how they can set up ticket prices. They'll probably get paid in Bitcoin or something. I don't know how it'll work. <laughs> but but you know, you could YouTube live. You could Twitch a game. You know what I mean? Just hire a production company. All right, where you Twitch us, we're all going to play pickup game outside just to keep ourselves game shape. You know, I don't know how it's going to work out, but like. The players have other options. They have other options to reach the fans, and they have other options to make money. Not all of them, but, you know, I hope they do get the solidarity, even if it means that we lose it, baseball, which would, I would blame you, the owners it, for. Is, is, is you can sit there, and all those things sound great. As far as, A, realistic, and, B, here's the thing, is that there's so much else out there to attract people's attention. Okay, so you are damaging the sport with 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 
to sit there and say, okay, well, I'm just going to start playing the Puerto Rico League or this and then I'm going to start this. Uh, it, it becomes more comp- it becomes more convoluted. And the trouble that you're going to have is baseball's already hemorrhaging fans, okay, to Younger, soccer like yeah. we talked about in the last one, basketball. People aren't going to actively seek out baseball if baseball is just going to be like, well, we're not playing. Like people, there are there are going to be people like kids us. Watch people other like kids us. playing video games on YouTube. Right. You know, like they're, that's why they're not watching baseball. They're watching that. You know what I mean? Like there, there well, are there are people that are going to watch like us. I know infield fly girl makes me laugh because she literally finds every professional baseball league out there under every stone, whether it's in Venezuela or Dominican or Taiwan. She she's on everything. I'm just saying that isn't she is not the norm. But here, but here's the thing. Everybody acts like, you know, oh, we're never going to watch baseball again. You know, that's like their worry. Uh, you know, there's just going to be nobody ever. People will come back to watch the game. They will. Baseball is well, a great game to watch. I don't know. I, we're it, may, it may not be in those numbers. It may take some time to get back up there, but they will come back to yeah. watch the game. Uh, I, I think know. the big, no, but listen, I don't hold know on. I the, the, the bigger, I the, the Cubs. I like Wrigley. I like the Cubs. If I can't go there, I really, I have a passing interest. I don't know. I'm saying if they come back, even interest. if they lose a season, oh, yeah. the fans will come back to their teams. And, oh, yeah. You they know, will. the thing that I can't imagine, like, I don't understand why people aren't talking about, like, the thing that's going to make people go away more than players fighting for a, you know, a better cut of what they should be getting is all these stupid fucking rules. Like they homogenize and change this game from a rule standpoint to the point that no team looks any different than any other team. Yeah. Well, the only that's going to hurt the, the, the thing more than, a lockout or a strike, I think. The only quote-unquote, well, yeah, the, the game itself is three-true outcome, you know, boring. We beat that uh, complaint with a, with a – I will say we beat that dead horse with a stick. That's not <laughs> the phrase. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, the, the the thing that I – I don't know. It's It's hard to go back over all the things we've talked about over right. the course of the years about what is wrong with baseball because they're not even going to try to fix that in the CBA. That's not even going to be part of it. Bill Watts, right? Said people will come Ray. Um, but no, it's, they're not even going to try to fix that in this CBA. The, all they're going to, tr- the, the, the only thing they may add in the CBA that would be different as far as like the, how the season or the games are played is extra playoff teams, which is another way to ruin the game. Well, which is and, and, and and, and, probably and, the and, biggest way to ruin the game. And and DH in both leagues, just to make Michael happy before we cut DH, the break. Yeah, those are the two <laughs> rules. Yeah, and, so, and, and, break. Those, and those are the two rules that are actually <laughs> going break. to ruin the game the absolute most. <laughs> cut the break. Cut the commercial. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I mean, those are those are the two nails in a coffin that when those get pounded in. It's over. Yeah, like no, it this, will this absolutely is, ruin the game. This is mostly just a money conversation. They're not even having a baseball conversation in there, no, except for yet, maybe no. tanking. But yeah, right, but, but if the baseball talk- doesn't work, then the money doesn't work. That's well. Let's. I've got an idea. Let's go to break, and then okay. when we cut, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, more, a little bit more about the business of the game because. Uh, uh, Boris Scott Boris was hired by Carlos Correa, which changes the game slightly. Maybe uh, we're going to talk about the Cubs international signs. Cubs actually got some new players. If you 
quote unquote called players that can't even shave or drink or you know, but or uh, enter the country, yeah, or enter the country, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, well, we got lots more to talk about, but we'll get to it. And then we'll talk more about this on the Green Room app afterwards. So uh, we're, we're going to bring that back. We're going to talk uh, at, at 8 o'clock tonight or a little bit at, thereafter on the Green Room app in a post-show conversation to download that. Follow Sun Ranto Show, and we're going to have a conversation with you. You can join in. It's interactive and stuff. But real quick, here's a, just a real quick commercial. Use our shopping links. If you're like most Americans, you buy shit. Lots of shit. Sometimes you buy shit for other people. Sometimes you buy shit for yourself. And sometimes you buy shit you have to buy just to stay alive. So why not buy shit through the Sunranto affiliate links at sunranto.com slash shopping. We've got tons of shit you can buy. Go to sunranto.com, click on the shopping link, then click our ads and buy shit. We've got Amazon. They've got tons of shit. But you can also buy MLB shit, NBA shit, NFL shit, Fan's Ed shit, Southwest Airlines shit, Fanatic shit, Reebok shit, Wine of the Month shit, Beer of the Month shit, Bear Mattress shit, StubHub shit, Lid shit, Sports Memorabilia shit, Volcanica Coffee shit, Vibrator shit, Condom shit, Bag shit, NHL shit, and Audible Membership shit. There's a whole lot of shit that can help the Sun Ranto Show stay on the air so we can keep talking shit. So buy shit today through sunranto.com slash shopping. Thanks. Cubs Jesus thinks you're the shit. All right. Carlos Correa, who we sang about so recently in front of the Cubs Christmas tree, begging him, uh, shilling for the Cubs, trying to get him to come to Chicago, play shortstop, has now made that maybe a little bit more difficult by hiring the most notorious agent in the business, Scott Boris. Um, you know him. You kind of love him, but you kind of also hate him. There's Crawley with him. Uh, so, Crawley, you're you're good friends with him. <laughs> you tell me. You tell me if he's if I, I mean, th- what I've read is that it's going to maybe make it so that all Carlos Correa got was kind of a BS offer from the Tigers, which was right. which was not as much as Corey Seager. I think that Carlos Correa is the bigger shortstop prize. Uh, would you say that this is like he was unhappy with that offer from the Tigers? What was it? Ten years, two seventy-five. I mean, it, it seems like they could get a a more. I think Boris will push the limit and also get creative with the contract. Uh, does Boris, that, Boris is as good as they the come. If, if you are a player, you want Boris to be representing you. That's about as simple as it goes. You want a guy that's going to be looking out for your best interest. And it's hard to find an agent that has a better track record than Scott Boris as far as getting those big money deals. Uh, he just has more everything um, as far as to, to, to deal with. He has so many people that work under him. His reach is so far into the game. And, and it's just really, like I said, if you're a top-tier talent, chances are you with Scott Boris sooner or later. So, you know, that's, that, yeah. that's what makes it tricky. Does it change anything for the Cubs? <laughs> Just as he sneezes. <laughs> no, you- luckily I hit the mute on that. Um, Thank you. I think he can. Uh, I saw, and I was trying to look it up real quick, but I believe it was Discipio pointing out that now that Boris has Correa, that really kind of fucks with the Cubs because obviously the Cubs are very high profile in their uh, messing with Chris Bryant's contract. So there is, and I know Scott Boris is more of a a business guy. He's not going to let the feelings get into it. But 
you know, you, you, you act like a dick to somebody. They can try and be as nice as they could possibly be to you, but they might go, eh, but I might go over here just cause it's close and I just don't want to deal with you anymore. You know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with that. I'm going to say the, the, the reason it's harder for the Cubs is because Scott Boris will not take your biblical losses bullshit. You're the big market Cubs. Great. Pay us like a big Pony market yeah. team. So it's, it's, you aren't going to get away with any of that shit with Scott Boris. So I think that is what really hurts the Cubs kid. Well, you know, biblical well, they, losses and they don't, Scott Boris doesn't I, care I about wonder, your biblical. I mean, losses. you see, <laughs> you see some of these contracts these days really structured uh, with all the opt outs and betting on yourself. And like, maybe he wants to make 35 million a year for three years. And then, you know, kind of dial that back or, you know, so or make 40 like the tr- stupid Trevor Bauer deal was, you know, and then you make four or Scherzer. Wasn't that a real high AAV kind of situation? And then you, you, you take that money and, uh, and, and, and you just take that up front, the 120 and you say, okay, when I'm 30, I'm going to sign an even bigger contract and I'm going to get, you know, you don't know what he wants to do in, in which the, the economics of this thing are changing right now. And maybe, you're looking at the CBA, and I don't know, maybe you've got some calculation there, too, and, and how that's going to work out and how they're going to be able to build around you and what luxury taxes are going to look like. And maybe $40 million on a on a payroll won't hurt as much as it used to. You know, I'm gonna, maybe I'm gonna a say, small I'm market team this. like the Pirates could take you because now there's a minimum floor and might as well get Correa because you have have 15 million on your payroll right now and you got to get up to 100 with otherwise you're penalized. So there are just lots of things that could happen. So <laughs> the I, Pirates get one player I, and that's every it. decade just, for 10 years. <laughs> just one player. We just need him to hit that 100 million and then we're gonna have all minor leaguers the rest of the way through. Yeah, we, we've, we, you know, when, when you talk about this, that's, that's what you want is you want to force those teams that aren't spending to spend. And so hopefully that's the case. But I mean, boy, if you get offered, now you're talking about like, say three, north of $300 million. I, I mean, you can, you can do whatever you want, but that's, I don't know who's opting out of more than a quarter billion dollars of guaranteed money. It's not football money. Football money is different. Football money is not guaranteed. There's a guaranteed portion and then there's the rest of it. So they could say it's a $200 million contract, but only $100 million is guaranteed of that. You know what I mean? In yeah. football. And you may only make 110 of that, not to complain about $110 million. But baseball, <clears throat> whether Correa plays one year, nine years, whatever years, he gets the whole 300 yeah. in caboodle. Yeah. That is more than generational wealth at that point. That is like, I don't even know how to, how to quantify how many generations could live off $300 million. <laughs> well, I mean, if you ask Ricketts, not even one. Not even one. Yeah. <laughs> not even one that's, generation. That's just the rare book allowance. Just That's yeah. just Christmas presents one year. You um, do know there is a story that's literally like that where, where Papa Joe was trying to get around this. God, I should find that story. It was like uh, it was uh, some sort of environmental ordinance for like a hotel that they have land on in my, Montana or Wyoming or Utah or something. <laughs> and he literally was like. We need to make a hotel so it's viable for my grandchildren. And everyone's like, what? But it still got passed. It still got passed because he has loads of money. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it always helps to get what you want done. So um, so we do have some new Cubs that aren't making uh, even close to Carlos Correa money yet. But who knows? Maybe one of them will. 
Uh, here's the all the international, not all of them, but here's a picture of them. Uh, these are signings out of the Dominican. Uh, this is Josias Ramirez, Moises Febrilet, Febrilet, Yadel Diaz, Jose Fralin, Alcantara, and Albertina Belliard. And if I, I wish I could zoom in here for you. They don't allow that on this uh, broadcast. But these kids, I love the kid in the bow tie all the way to the right. Man, that kid looks oh, like yeah. he's like 12, 13 years old. I swear. He really, he really does. And the fucked up thing is they don't even give him home jerseys. <laughs> they're, no, like, they're in the Dominican. They put it's you're on the getting road. the alternate blues, man, because we don't, we don't, we can't spend the four hundred on that Nike jersey. We we got to get you this old majestic we had in the closet. But but I'd all rather these... have the majestic. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But, but all these kids just got signed. But very few of them made uh, big money. Some of them got some. But the Cubs did uh, shell out a little bit of money. I'll put up the list of all of the guys that we got with our five point. One seven nine. Wait, no, five million one hundred seventy nine thousand seven hundred dollars. That's how much the Cubs had to spend in their international draft. And um, well, uh, most of it went to uh, Adnan uh, San Adon Sanchez, Uh, probably Aiden. Oh yeah, (laughs) no, (laughs) no, but it's it's Adon. 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 Okay, Adon. From yeah, in Spanish it would be Adon Sanchez. Yeah, and okay. then, uh, and then, uh, but he's from Panama and he's a catcher. And, I've got too uh, much suburban white kid going through my head. Aiden. Well, I was going to call him Adnan, like Adnan. A- Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. <laughs> uh, but here, let me. Greg Huss, our good friend uh, from uh, the. Uh, sorry, what's the name of his, his thing? Uh, the Cubs prospect. Uh, Northside. Uh, yeah, Northside. Yeah. Bound. Northside bound. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he he tweeted this, and this is the Little League World Series. We this, can't see it, Danny. Oh, you can't see it. You okay. got the other. You got the brand still up. You got two things up. Oh, oh, okay. All right, hold on, hold on. Technical difficulties, mostly user error. All right, there we go. And uh, so I got uh, this is Aidan uh, Sanchez in the Little League World Series. I, I'm, I'll make a full screen so you can really see it. Oh, nice. Yeah, so check this out. That one hit to left and well hit. It is on its way and gone. Our second Little League World Series. The crowd goes nuts. Adon Sanchez. Adon, yeah. That was a big fly. Nike must have loved that fat kid who got the shirt. That was really, that stuck out, didn't it? Yeah. This team is totally. Is this like a? This is like the Miami Dolphins of the Little League World Series here. Look at he's the he's the tallest kid. He's he's huge. He hit that ball a freaking mile. Like I don't know. When I saw that, I I actually got excited. No, I don't. And I'm really cynical when it comes to these young kids. (laughs) And I know it's the Little League World Fastball. Yeah, I know. No, he went. That was an off-speed pitch. That was oh, that was an off-speed pitch that was down in the dirt. He went down and got it. That's what I liked about this kid. Had went that down and got it. Yeah, he went down and got. I know. I I uh, I don't know. I got excited. Maybe I'm just hurting for baseball right now. I was like, <laughs> uh, oh god, so that was awesome. Just so you guys know, there's two interesting names that you see on here. Alexis Hernandez uh, is yeah, the brother of Christian Hernandez. Yeah, who is one of the cop, Cubs. They got him last year in the yeah. same draft. And so then the, Cubs uh, the top other- international pick last year. So, uh, you know, keeping the family happy, making sure everybody's in good shape. And then the other is Daniel Benzchop, 
who's an outfielder from Aruba. So the first Aruban Cubs player. Ooh, I want to take you. Bermuda, Bahama, Bahama come on, pretty, pretty mama. mama. Well, the other guy, don't, 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 don't get us dinged so Mike dated. Love's bullshit. Everybody. We are so fucking dated that we're singing like this, not even good Beach Boys song. Like, it's the worst Beach Boys song. Right, it, it's a Mike Love. It's not the Beach Boys. It's a Mike Love and uh, what's the guys from Full House is on the drums on that shit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 John Mike Love. Yeah, John, John Stamos, Stamos, yeah. Did you know that the Charles Manson played with the Beach Boys? Yeah, he was yeah. friends with Dennis Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> or he knew somebody that knew Dennis Wilson, and that was yeah, a that's, yeah, he hung out that's a different house. podcast. Yeah, it's a different. <laughs> that's, a different yeah. that's a great podcast. We'll, we'll we'll see how long this off season goes. We we just don't know yet. Um, <laughs> we but, may get deep into the uh, the the late stage uh, Beach Boys implosion. Uh, Smile, sandboxes. Yep, yep. It's gonna get yep. crazy. Dude. There was one other guy that made money in this international draft that was got a lot of money, and that was uh, Jefferson Rojas, a shortstop and apparently also a web developer. <laughs> he said, "He says, don't settle for mediocrity. Take a chance. Take a risk. That's what I like to see in my Wait, life. Wait, that's not his real picture, is it? That looks like the guy from Shit's Creek. <laughs> no, I think that's- that or he looks like the guy from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he certainly doesn't look like a shortstop, so I have less hope for him. I think the Cubs wasted their money there. But maybe it could help him in the uh, advanced stats department. And then the other thing I was compl- uh, kind of surprised to see was this uh, – that Cubs-related news-wise – is the that the season ticket holder – They've, they've run through the list, but not really because I'm still on the list at like 96,000 or something. I put myself back on after getting called last year and not accepting. I was going to say, dude, you got it. You, you, you went last year, you've dug shit. And then when they called you last time, you basically told them to piss up a flagpole. I did. And now I you're did. upset and it's not calling you back. No, no, I am. I am. I just want to be called. I want to be wanted. And then I'm going to turn him down again. And I'll be like, Danny oh, writes his own phone number on the gas station yeah. stall. For a good time, call <laughs> Danny Rocket. He <laughs> just wants to be able to tell him no. So, uh, again, I was surprised. Not just one Carl, time, but again. As a ticket holder, I don't know if you were surprised. <laughs> So, but you're a season ticket holder and you have yeah. the night and weekend plan, which you're yes. grandfathered into. And now, and that didn't, that was not offered for a long, long time. And now oh, it's they not, tried getting rid of it forever. Offered. And, but now they're back doing half season, season ticket holder plans. And people can choose from two different season ticket holder plans. And like, here is the blue plan. You get opening day. With a partial plan, you only get one game per series in the uh, – I think there's a couple other differences, but one game per series in the playoffs. And then so here's the blue plan. Here's the red plan. You can choose, and here's the differences. Um, the, there's a daily plan where you get everything. Um, I guess you don't get access to your seats all regular season games, whatever that means. You don't get the lowest ticket per lowest per ticket price. Um, you don't get – season ticket seating which i don't know even that what that means and you don't get to use the ticket exchange program you have to use StubHub. can like, you put that I back up i want to see that real, see that real quick put yeah. that back up real quick yeah it's uh, up. the discount uh, dedicated rep access to special events and access to ticket pre-sales for concerts season ticket holder gift it's not the worst deal to be honest with you but how much does it cost 
Well, I don't lot. know the cost, it's and I don't know. Again, yeah, I don't know what the seats they're going to offer you are. Yeah, if you can get some bleachers and some of this, like it, it looks like you basically get to go. You have every other game pretty much. Uh, Jack says the prices for red and blue are an absolute ripoff. Oh, interesting. Thanks for writing that in, Jack. If, uh, if you know what the prices I did are, not look. put that into the into the chat. So they actually can... are listed. I just didn't uh, click on it. I got uh, actually uh, distracted by uh, NFTs <laughs> because MLB's got those. I'll show those to you in a second. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's uh, yeah. I, I guarantee. I I guess that's what they mean when Jack writes in lowest per ticket price they're like yeah you get half the season we'll give you a little gift here's a bobblehead but we're charging you double i guess so if you get higher their tickets are lower than if you bought them as individual tickets right so i mean but again you have to buy x amount either 81 or 61 or whatever that plan now is mine's like 61 games that's 41 so they used to have three different packages back in the day. The first one was full season. The second one was what I had, which still grandfathered in nights, weekends, holidays, opening day. And then they had like this third package, which were Wednesday Fridays, because those were always like 120 games. So I would never get Wednesday Fridays. I still don't get Fridays, usually unless it's a rare Friday night game. But uh, so then they then when the Cubs got really, as they got bigger, they dropped that and they kept trying to like squeeze everybody out like, with, you know, trying to give you different offers and stuff. But I always knew for me, for my life, like it's, it's just really hard to get rid of an April, a Wednesday at 120. I mean, like, no offense, nobody wants to do that. Nobody, most people, you know, we'll talk a little about Lee Ely in a little bit, but most people cannot do Wednesday at 120. So, well, you won't, you won't have to have any April games this year because they're not planning on it. <laughs> I don't think at this point. Um, so, uh, anyway, I was kind of surprised to see that. And also, I wanted to keep everybody up to date. On 11-29-21, I was 95,636th on the list. I am now 95,547th on the list. So I'll, I'll be keeping track of that. And so it's, it's only 100 people. They, they panicked. They couldn't. They, they only had 100 no's, and they panicked we, for half seasons. Do we need a Shawana meter? I mean, sure, but it might get worn out if it's made of cardboard <laughs> because 95,000 seems like a long time. It's so big, it doesn't fit like on the camera. Yeah. You got to back up. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take another really quick commercial break. It's all about our uh, swag, and it's a very sexy commercial. Uh, also, in the chat, if you want a chance to win a postcard sent to you by me, hashtag chance in the chat. Do it. You can win. Sunrise the swag. Do you like having sex? Me too. That's why I always wear my Sunranto swag shirts every time I'm looking to get some. It's the only t-shirt guaranteed to get you laid. Knock boots in your shankless shirt. Bump uglies in a rancher long sleeve. Ride the skin bust at Tuna Town in a Dabbing Cubes fan shirt. Take gold one-eye to the optometrist in your bull penis awesome attire. Or smash pissers in a spagog shirt. Sunranto swag shirts are just like people. There are many different sizes and colors to choose from. Plus, at Sunranto's Swag Store, you'll find vintage John Baker Day, designated hater and Matt Camerer drawn rally titty designs on everything from shirts and hoodies to baby onesies, bags, and hats. Go to sunranto.com slash swag and check out all the sexy styles guaranteed to get you laid. You'll be stuffing the soft taco in no time. Sunranto.com slash swag. Guaranteed to get you laid. Wearing Sunranto Swag products not guaranteed to get you laid. Sunranto Swag is not responsible for your sexual life. Sunranto Swag is for entertainment purposes only. 
So I said I, I was distracted by the MLB's uh, NFT page. Uh, I just I happened to see something when I was uh, surfing around. And um, look what they're trying to sell people now. I just got to show this to everybody. Um, you can now, I guess it's on, it's NFT baseball cards, right? So you can buy this Buster Posey, which uh, I'll just show you. It, you know, I'll just say get it now. And then... You go on your Buster Posey page, and you can just buy this thing. Um, here, let's uh, get off the purchase. For $189, and I guess what, you just keep it in your digital wallet, and you're one of uh, 409 owners of this particular thing. That's They're literally selling this thing to people for money. Right? And I love the fact that this thing doesn't exist. It's a digital fucking fake ether like you you cannot touch it it doesn't exist anywhere and yet they make you pay some sort of processing fee like it's 175 dollars but then you click on it you're like 189 50 i can't do this i can't afford it anymore well the bitcoin (laughs) wallet people need money you know it doesn't grow on trees oh wait take it out of the fucking 175 (laughs) that i'm already paying like why why is there it doesn't exist I do. What like am the, I paying a service fee on? I do like the price of this Chris Bryant though quite a bit. Sixty nine, sixty nine, six. Nice. Yeah, look at that. Oh, nice, nice. Three hundred five of four hundred. It's a nice price, but all it does is like wave around. Like I, so I I want to get in the in on the racket. Okay, so I've made my own NFT. Um, that you can uh, part, you can send me some Bitcoin, and you know here's how I'm going to put it. The first person, this is how this NFT auction is going to work. The first person to send me any Bitcoin or Ether, or whatever the hell it is, gets to get this NFT. And here's here's what I he said: F, F, not E-T-H. meth. <laughs> I'll take meth too because you can actually sell that. But, <laughs> <laughs> you so, know, your picture looks like he's on meth. Yeah, so this is my my NFT. You see, I signed it in the corner. That's it, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna. This is kind of an abstract piece, so I'm gonna let you decide what it all means. But, Matt uh, Cameron just punched a puppy after he looked <laughs> at that. So I, I'll, I'll describe <laughs> it for the podcast listeners. There's a green. There's it's a profile of a green and gray haired fan holding a pennant. Uh, that and the hat and the pennant both read T. I've signed the corner, and uh, there's kind of a, a wallpaper behind them of uh, very tall L's. So, uh, you can this could be yours. All you got to do is go to my Twitter profile, and there's you know the little tip app. I can now accept uh, Bitcoin at strike.me forward slash or backslash i don't know which one to say <laughs> here i am <laughs> here, I don't know. this guy kind of, just made an nft he this, doesn't know forward I'm versus an back. Artist. i'm an artist here i'm not into the mathy shit okay so if you it's strike.me i don't know how it works but if you go to my uh it's twitter forward profile, slash forward slash but the bottom is going backwards forward yeah, but slash. The top's not. it's just it's the way the artist brain is working danny Imagine you're the line and you're standing straight up and you pass out. If you fall forward or if you fall backwards, that's how you figure it out. 
All right, I'm going to fall forwards, and then my feet are still falling backwards, so I don't even know. I'm part of me. <laughs> you're saying my feet aren't me? Okay, fine. No, so, I'm saying your feet are staying where they're at, and you're falling forward. It's a forward slash. So here's what you got to do. Strike it's the your, drunk Danny slash. Strike.me.com forward slash Danny Rocket is just go. You tip me on my, my thing. I First person that gives me any cryptocurrency, I have none. You'll be the first person to give me any. I don't even care if you give me a penny. You get my uh, NFT. Camera just says, LOL, I just got a new puppy yesterday. It is so sad that you made him punch that puppy, Danny. I know. It is. <laughs> you want to punch that puppy, that puppy's well, going to get mighty large in the future. That's going to be a big yeah. dog he's going to have. Well, this is a, t- a terrible segue, but uh, th- there actually is sad news. And I, I, I wanted to put it at the end of the show. We had fun. We we're in a good mood. And now we're going to bring everybody down. I mean, we, you all know the news. Uh, I asked Crawley to just kind of say a few words about Les Grobstein and what he meant to Cubs fans and sports fans in Chicago. And So and like those of you that don't team, know, but... yeah, Les, Les Grobstein did pass away. This is a picture of Les. And he is literally like probably one of the last of the dying breeds overnight local sports talk show. The guy was a legend. He did all the markets back in the days, WLS, WMVP. He worked with Chet Kopic. He worked with Jonathan Brandmeier. He worked with all of these guys. Uh, and he was host of Overnights on the Score since 2009. And anyone knows um, sports talk radio, usually you have to sit on hold for 45 minutes. They give you about 10 seconds to talk, and then they just knock you off and, and like, scream over you. The funny thing about less and overnights is especially someone like me that has to drive back to the burbs after the game, right? I'm not running out of the stadium to jump in my car to sit in traffic, right? I'll sit around, let the crowds kind of finish whatever beer I have left over, chill out for a little bit. By the time I would get in my car, the post game show is about halfway over. And then like, the rest of my ride, I'd have Les Grobstein. It would come on uh, with a little, like, a uh, little Three Stooges, a Beavis and Butthead drop, and uh, uh, let's spend the night together by the Rolling Stones. And so Monday through Thursday, the Grobber would be on at late nights, and he would just let you talk to the point you almost didn't have anything to talk about anymore. You're like, uh, okay, Les, I guess I'll go now. But you would have the drunkest, weirdest, craziest calls. It was just fun listening, just like it wasn't serious sports talk radio. Like if you really wanted to have – the best, but uh, but the Grobber was the best, and pro- and the thing he was most known for uh, it was his photographic memory. He would literally say, "I was there," and he was literally at, like every Chicago sporting event in the last sixty years. He he would go to teams that would literally have five people in the stands. He's like the Chicago professional uh, rugby team, and like nobody would go except for less than like ten rugby players. Who are like friends with these guys. He'd go to every fucking event, every everything. But the thing that Cubs fans will always be able to thank Les Grobstein for is this right here. Uh, this would never have existed if not for <laughs> wrong, wrong picture. <laughs> if not for <laughs> Les Grobstein. And so <laughs> Curly put him a picture of Frank the Tank holding a tank. <laughs> Apparently, Les Grobstein is I just Frank's think Frank illegitimate father. I just thought but, we should explain our laughter during like a, a kind of a eulogizing of a man. You know? So the famous story about Lee Elias is that this is uh, when Lee Elias goes on his rant at the time. There was a former Buffalo Grove, which is a suburb out out, out of Chicago, a little bit north of, northwest of Chicago. 
And he had come back, and I forget what team he was playing on, and he was dating some model or something at the time. And all the reporters, the beat reporters, went to the dugout to interview this local boy come home kind of story. And Lee Elia was in the Cubs dugout, which at the time was underneath the left field bleachers. And Keith Moreland, and I can't remember who else, got in a fight with some guys in the stands, and Lee Elia was hot. He was pissed off. And Les Grobstein was like one of the first people to start bringing those little recorders, a little old tape recorder that he brought with him. And he recorded the famous Lee Elia rant. You know anything about Lee Elia? He's one of the nicest, sweetest men in the world. He was pissed off that day, and he went off on a rant, and he had no idea that Les taped it. And so that picture you see is of Lee Elia with the famous line, and print it. And so if you haven't heard the rant, we've played it on here before. It is literally the original rant. And Lee Elia could be considered the original ranter. But, oh, my God, there's a number of F-bombs and cocksuckers and all sorts of great shit if you go on there and watch it. And we have, if it wasn't for Les Grobstein, the greatest rant in sports history would have been lost. Uh, And Bernie Barron says, bum of the week, that was another – Classic, uh, classic sto- uh, line by Les. Uh, there were so many of them. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he he created the other fifteen percent. I mean, that's him. Like I said, which, you're the, with the yeah, way that we've talked 15. about baseball being ruined and homogenized. That's been done by radio for years. I'm going to Les- I'm, I'm play the Lee Elia. You know, when we all did the Lee Elia rant together, and we did like the the crowdsourced one. Uh, yeah. With all the Cubs fans, I'm going to play that at the end because that also would not exist without Les Grobstein recording so, it that day. Because bringing people together for forever. But but again, an original, a last of the kind. They're not going to put anybody on to let a bunch of drunks talk at two in the morning on a on a intercom owned radio station. That's done. No. And so God bless you, Les. You kept YouTube a lot of us it. laughing, man. You kept a lot of us laughing. It was a lot of fun, and you kept us company on those long drive homes. Yeah. Well, we stand on the shoulders of giants. I think that we're all inspired by characters like Les Grobstein. It's like we get, we've been very blessed in Chicago to have a lot of great sports talk radio personalities and uh, broadcasters and stuff. I mean, it's, 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 been, it's been great. We're a big market town, and we act like it. People that come, they stick around for a long time. Um, so, all right. Well, uh, I got some, uh, announcements. Well, you, I got to ask you, Cotton, uh, we're, t- we're on the text today. We're talking about how we need to lose weight. Do you want to do like a biggest loser competition? We used to do the IVNV versus Sunranto competition. Those podcasts would go against each other, ours versus theirs. I was thinking, what if we did me versus you? And then we each had teams like the cotton team and the rocket team. And we maybe like start soon or I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, yeah, I'm up. I'm up for any sort of that, that kind of thing. Crawley can be I, our I would life do coach. It. It'd be fun. Crawley can text us each day. See how we're doing. You know, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know anything like Richard Simmons. You'd be our Richard Simmons. Get everybody on those. Uh, you go girls. Those hangouts <laughs> on, uh, on Twitter, whatever yeah, those things are. I will seriously host an online exercise class with my team. I I was <laughs> I, I would do the same. I would I would get everybody on there and you know 
Matt Camera writes in, I'm going to be out on this one. If anybody knows his Twitty, Twitter <laughs> handle, it is skinny bastard, and it is very descriptive. Pinka uh, says, no Swanson meals. Oh, Cotton's. I forgot about that. Crowley, you weren't on the show then. Do you know what uh, Michael Cotton's method of losing weight is? And it works. TV dinners. He just eats Swanson dinners and it controls his exact calories because it's like exactly 420 calories. And that's what I'm eating. And, it's and they they don't taste that good. So no, like, eventually you're just like, I don't want to eat anymore. It would make me eat more. I'd eat that and I'd go eat something else. You know what I mean? I'd be like, can't live like this. All right. Well, so look for details. We'll put it up on the Ranchers page or on uh, all the places you can find us. Uh, if you want to join in with us, we'll pick teams or something. I don't know. We'll have fun with it. Trying to lose a little weight before spring training if we ever have it. Um, also wanted to mention that we do have a Bleacher Bum Band Patreon. Bleacher Bum Band got together yesterday. We're working on a new album. And so a lot of the Bleacher Bum Band Patreon is going towards the expenses of recording this album. Costs a lot of money. to. We're going to need to rent a studio for drums and things like that. And uh, costs a lot of money to do that. We got to pay somebody to do it. We got to rent the studio. We got to pr- produce the everything. So we're hoping that people will jump in, help us produce this thing. Uh, it's just uh, patreon.com uh, slash bleacher bum band forward. I would, I would open up the clubhouse, but I'm scared it's going to be like a Dennis Wilson with the Manson family where he just leaves the house because they won't leave. You know, things, these things have happened to me before, so I really can't promise you anything about how it would go. I mean, I do know a couple murderers, so it's like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I do. I'm not, I'm not I mean, are you, are you going to promote that, Danny? It's coming up soon, isn't it? Yeah, so, so what, my murders? <laughs> or that my- no, the, the, the murder show that you're on. Yeah, I get, we should have one. Well, maybe that's our green room, but we'll talk about famous uh, Cubs murders. Um, uh did have there has there ever been a murdered cub? Yes, it was actually the inspiration. For, I don't know if he was murdered. He, he wasn't murdered. He was shot. He was shot. It was from the natural. That's where we got that. Yeah, the the natural got it from that story. Yeah, it yeah. happened. Yeah, right downtown. So and also uh, right afterwards, we're going to be on the Spotify Green Room app. Uh, follow Sun Ranto Show. S O N R A N T O S H O W. I'm going to. Drop the link in the chat like a boss. And uh, you can follow us right there after, you know, we'll just let you into the room. You can ask questions. You can talk with us. You can uh, take over the whole room if you want. Um, and uh, what do we got now? Oh, yeah. we're Well, first of all, chance for a chance. We're just about to give away. We have 11 <laughs> entries so far. We're going to give away a postcard from me to you uh, with Frank Chance on it. And uh, if you just type hashtag chance into the chat wherever you're watching youtube or twitter or facebook or whatever it would be uh then you could win that postcard so do that now uh but uh right now let's do our tfcs these flexing cubes cubes that flex do you have anything cubes that flex you got another uh, i have uh i have this thread from reddit and a guy wants to know about you know changing rules in the, in the league. Uh, and I just wanted to go through a few of these. This is, this is what actual, this is on the baseball Reddit. So this is like what actual fans are saying out there. Um, one of them says my rule change would be to switch interleague rules. I think it'd be rad for AL fans to see their pitches, their pitchers take some hacks in their home ballparks. What's interesting about that is that was the rule for the world series for like, 
10 years or whatever. Like that's how they did it. You played national league rules in the AL park or no, every other year you switched national league AL and it was weird. Um, Then a a Mets fan says designated runners. How many times have I said that shit's coming? Easiest way to get stolen bases back into the game. They're called pinch pinch runners, but like, no, no, he's saying a designated runner so that they'll steal more. That's his thought. And then uh, manager of each team has to hit fourth in the lineup. <laughs> hey, but, Grandpa Rossi, man, I take that. Let, you know, hey, let's let's get back to player manager Tony LaRusso. I'm, I'm yeah. okay with that, right? <laughs> player managers will do that sort of stuff. Um, and then, uh, yeah, oh, there was one more. Oh, base runners must pound a forty ounce beer before they advance. No it's, more it's of those. No more of those sliding gloves, but they can duct tape that 40 to their hand when they run. <laughs> <laughs> that, that happens every weekend in the spring out in uh, out by the lake on the ball field with 16-inch baseball. You can watch Somebody that. Somebody responded, uh, David Wells just unretired. I got. Uh, I do have a <laughs> TFC right here. Oh, uh, oh he found one. We were, on we were talking about the uh, Ken Rosenthal piece earlier, and I said, great piece by Ken, and we're going to make sure to discuss it on the Sun Ranto show tonight at 7 p.m. Central. I tweeted out that Ken Rosenthal article on The Athletic. And Seth Kennedy wrote, this article is so good that Rob Manfred just rehired Ken so he could fire him again for writing such accurate and pointed criticism. <laughs> How dare he? Uh. Oh, good one, Seth. All right. Well, I got like kind of a two-parter, and I stumbled upon this really just through the back door somehow. Um, so let me just put That's this up. I'm like, <laughs> I, I was going to say, Danny, Danny's dropping a lot of innuendos that are just like. Uh, so just, I'm not going to tell you where I got it. I'm not going to even tell Well, it you, makes me think gonna... you were searching for porn on the internet, and you came across these flexing cubes. Uh, well, let me just play. I'm not going to explain much because I don't want to give away anything. So here, here, here's just this. It's Aston Russell. So a little birdie told me that it's your 60th wedding anniversary. I want to say congratulations and what a beautiful time of year it is to celebrate love. I also know that you spent your 50th anniversary at Wrigley. Wow, what a great way to spend your 50th. Um, I want y'all to have... 60 more beautiful years together. Um, and I want you to know that. That would make them 140 years old minimum by the time. Minimum. And holy shit. Somebody decided that they wanted Addison Russell to give their wedding anniversary. Like what in the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So, and then, so I went on watching, I, I, you know, I, I couldn't look away. And then <laughs> I, no, I was, I was seriously just like, and then, and I was then just I, wondering where he got uh, the, the crocodile hunters wardrobe, but do they sell that as a Halloween outfit or how does that go? I, I, it's Addison Russell. Bought, I believe he bought fair, Farrell's hat, Farrell, Farrell's hat from that one uh, video that he did. I just saw the video and I was looking for. I was looking for where Curious George was. Was that? The, <laughs> <laughs> it's the man in the yellow. It's Addison Russell. <laughs> terrible. So I kept, I kept watching, and then you're gonna have to go look this up also on your own. But check this out. Uh, yeah, my number is eight five seven, and it's my personal number, so. You can you can text me anytime. 
I don't. I, don't know. He, he, I mean, I obviously cut out his number. I don't want to be a party to it. You got to go find it yourself. But what is he doing? What is he doing? That's well, the message he sent to the wife right after he did his anniversary thing. So He's like, I, "Hey, baby." I did manage. <laughs> I did manage to copy it down, and I have his number saved in my phone here. So if you want, we could uh, give him a little texto. He's got an iPhone. Oh my God. Little iMessage. What should I say? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll start with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm interested in the chat. Maybe we'll talk. We'll talk about this on the after. Yeah, go, <laughs> yeah. This, this is it. Got to be Think in the about green room this for that. the next couple of minutes. Come to the green room. I will. And what should we text Addison Russell? Can you see my palms sweating? Because <laughs> they are sweating. This is what happens. Like, uh sweaty palms. I uh, yeah. This is you're, we're playing with fire here, boys. So. Oh my God. Um, yeah, uh, well, chance for a chance winner. And then Are we going to be the here. only people that buy a burner phone just so we can uh, text Addison Russell? <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Uh, John Pickus writes in, I have his pants. <laughs> that is also a green room story that we can, we can talk about. That <laughs> from, from a car show, uh, he had to. Yeah, maybe you should have put that in the first message. <laughs> Yeah, left him on my phone. Not, not even Clark gets pants. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we need to pick a winner. Uh, chance for a chance, last chance, your last chance. Hashtag chance in the chat, and you could win. I'm pressing draw. Oh wait, no, I got to share my screen first, sir, so it's more exciting and you can see it happen. Okay, we're gonna share my Chrome tab. All right, can you see it? Yes. yes. All right, here we go. I'm drawing. Jeff Verda became very close last time, if you remember that. Okay. Tim, Jeff, Lucinda, Maggie, Tim, John. Come down. Congratulations. Uh, is it Cub? It's Cub Doggy, right? I don't even, I have don't no even idea. get started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let, let's just get on with the Ely. I got to hear this rant. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're gonna get. I gotta play one song, and then I'm gonna play the Ely. I will see you over on Green Room. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I would say to everybody here, uh, Spagog. Spagog. Spagog! Show, not show, man. Show, not show, man. Show, not show, man. Addy destroyed his nacho. Sour cream is for the demon. Not show, not show, man. Show, not show, man. Addy destroyed his nacho. Sour cream is for the demon. Not show, not show, man. 
What you are about to hear is Ilia Familia. And uh, that is just a bunch of different Cub fans. Uh, some of you that are listening right now, uh, even, uh, performing the Lee Ilia rant. And uh, I just want to say that that is what I love most about uh, the Sun Ranza show, what we built over the last nine years. It's the sense of community that we have with all of our listeners and the people that we partied with over the years and gone to games with and raised money with. And, you know, I, I just want to say thank you for that. If you want to be a part of it, uh, become a Patreon patron. Uh, it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash uh, Sunranto. And uh, what you do is you sign up for as little as a dollar. There's perks at every level. There's the $3 level, $5. I mean, there's, it goes all the way. You can give us as much money as you'd like. You can, uh, but here's what you get. You get the show early. You get the show ad-free. Days early and ad-free. Plus, you get our post-show discussion as part of the download. So basically, this show's just a little bit over an hour. Well, the show that I put out to all the Patreon people is well over two hours, and it has our post-show discussion, in uh, which we're talking to uh, you know fans of ours, friends of ours. Uh, Matt Camera comes on, for example. It's not on this feed. I've decided you got to hold some stuff back, otherwise people aren't going to join you. So uh, you know we got expenses. We need your help to pay for them. You know, these uh, tickets and beer don't buy themselves. And uh, on top of it, of course, the equipment, the headphones, the microphones, the hosting fees. You know, it it adds up, people. Uh, batteries for the camera. Um, there's perks at every level. Uh, we, we hope you join us. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. We give 10% of the money to the Lost Boys. It's just the right thing to do. Help us help everybody and keep this show live and on the air, and ad-free. Screw ads. You don't want to listen to ads. It's ridiculous. And you wish you were listening to the green room afterwards because it was a great conversation. And now you're not going to hear it because uh, you weren't there. And I'm not releasing the recording to you. So just enjoy Lee, Elia Familia, especially if you're in it. Thanks for being in it. And uh, give us a dollar. Come on. It's a dollar. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Here's Lee, Elia Familia. I'll tell you one fucking thing. I hope we get fucking hotter than shit just to stuff it up in 3,000 fucking people that show up every fucking day. Because if they're the real Chicago fucking fans, they can kiss my fucking ass right downtown and print it. They're really, really behind you around here. My fucking ass. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Go out there and let my fucking players get destroyed every day and be quiet about it? For the fucking nickel and dime people that show up? The motherfuckers don't even work. That's why they're out at the fucking game. They ought to go out and get a fucking job and find out what it's like to go out and earn a fucking living. 85% of the fucking world's working. The other 15 come out here. A fucking playground for the cocksuckers. Rip them motherfuckers. Rip them fucking cocksuckers like the fucking players. Now we got guys busting their fucking ass and the fucking people boo. And that's the Cubs? My fucking ass. You talk about the great fucking support the players get around here. I haven't seen it this fucking year. The name of the game is hit the ball, catch the ball, and get the fucking job done. Right now, we have more losses than we have wins. The fucking changes that have happened in the Cub organization are multifold. All right, they don't show because we're 5-14. and 14. And unfortunately, that's the criteria of them dumb 15 motherfucking percent 
that come out today baseball. The other 85% are earning a living. It'll take more than a 5-13 and 13 or a 5-14 and 14 to destroy the makeup of this club. I guarantee you that. There's some fucking pros out there that want to fucking play this game. But you're stuck in a fucking stigma of the fucking Dodgers and the Phillies and the Cardinals and all that cheap shit. And all these motherfucking editorials about say and fuck the Phillyitis and all that shit. It's sickening. Unbelievable. It really is. This is a disheartening fucking situation we're in right now. 5 and 14 doesn't negate all the work. We got 143 fucking games left. What I'm trying to say is don't rip them fucking guys out there. Rip me! If you want to rip somebody, rip my fucking ass. But don't rip them fucking guys because they're giving everything they can give. And once we hit that fucking groove, it'll flow. And it will flow. The talent's there. I don't know how to make it any clearer to you. I'm frustrated. I guarantee you, I'm frustrated. It'd be different if I walked in this room at 8.30, saw a bunch of guys that didn't give a shit. They give a shit. That's a tough National League East. It's a tough National League, period. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. 
Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.